Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, November 1, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. Now, what do we have on the docket today? The first thing we're going to do is take a look at the daily chart and see if anything's jumping off the page at us. Now, there's a lot of stuff going on on the daily chart. A, we're in the middle of a melt-up operation trading at new highs a la no man's land. There's also a line that's starting to appear above current price on the screen. The line is exactly at 460.75. What is that from? Now, we almost got there today. In fact, the high of day today is about a nickel lower at 460.70. But what does that line represent? Well, if you date back from last week and the week before, we've been identifying a potential, and it turned out to be identifying, period, an inverse head and shoulders pattern. Now, whether I have the line here, the neckline, on the number or not, the concept is the same. So we have a left shoulder here, and the point is, is that I've done the calculation where that line is up top to where the end of the line in terms of the completion would be for the head and shoulders pattern. So you have the neckline, you break out above the neckline, and then from a pattern perspective, a la running by the textbook, you can calculate where exactly the end of that pattern is. That doesn't mean that's the top of the market, and it doesn't mean they're going to stop there on a dime. All it means is the pattern, the inverse head and shoulders pattern, the neckline, a la where is price going, that would be complete at 460.75. Could we call it complete coming up on nickel short today? Yeah, it really doesn't matter, and I'll explain why. Because now we're relying on where I think the neckline was to the penny. It's very difficult to get it to the penny. It's got a margin of error of a smidgen. So now we're back to the big picture stuff, and here's what I'll say. So the market developed an inverse head and shoulders pattern, and it worked out. We're going to call it complete. Doesn't mean the market stops going up today. It can, but from a completion perspective, the head and shoulders is done. We're not going to talk about it anymore. So what did they do? Friday, they got to the big fat round number of ES4600, and that put the SPY just short of 460. Friday's high happens to be 459.56. So today, they did the customary get to the big fat round number in the second index, which is the SPY. You have the S&PX or the SPX cash index. You have the ES, which is the futures contract. And you have the exchange-traded fund, which tracks the S&P which is the SPY. The SPY pays a dividend. It's slightly different than the futures in terms of price, and therefore, they're not going to get there at the same time. First, the futures got there. Secondary, today, the SPY gets there. So now they've completed A, the head and shoulders or inverse head and shoulders pattern. That's complete. B, they got to the next big fat round number of 460. C, if you've taken the course, lazy e-mini trader, let's think about time. Time is more important than price. From a time perspective, the daily chart is in a very 
interesting position. Not just for one time-related reason, but more than one time-related reason. Those of you that have taken the course should be able to identify the thing. So here's what's interesting. We're at the first of the month, meaning they just traded up into the end of a month. And by the way, it was a big month in terms of price movement. Most traders expected a collapse in October. The market did the opposite of what most people think, and it went in the other direction. Will the market trade up in through the holidays, or will it do the opposite of what most people think? So we traded up through October. We got to a big fat round number in all the markets that's necessary, the SPY, the ES, the cash index, also known as the SPX. And it basically culminated all of those things, and I can make a pretty damn good case on time. I would say over the next day or so, I would watch out for a possible turn in the market. We don't know if it's going to be a big time turn or a little time turn. Little time turns turn into big time turns sometimes, but everything has to start out from a smaller time frame perspective anyway. We also have Kabuki Theater on tap this week. We're going to get an announcement Wednesday afternoon from the Fed. So what are we going to get in advance of that? We're going to get, we're waiting on the Fed. So we're going to get a little bit of activity on Tuesday morning, and then the majority of the rest of the day, you're probably going to see similar chop shop formation like we saw today. Unless the market's going to be in the business of telling the Fed something they want the Fed to know. In other words, telling the Fed what the market wants the Fed to do. Therefore, the market could move leading into the Fed announcement. I say that tongue-in-cheek. It's a little bit of satire. But we all know the tail wags the dog. So we've got the big picture on the SPY. What about numbers? What about on the downside? Let's just say in the let's just be prepared as a just-in-caser, what's that number that you really have to pay attention to where if they start getting below, the floodgates could really open up on the downside? And when I say floodgates, it's really from a shorter-term perspective. We're not really talking yet about an Irene-type number. This is just from an intraday perspective. 456 is pretty important to start getting below on candle closes, and something else may be developing other than a bull case. What about the north side? What if they're pushing higher? Well, they're in no man's land, and that's where, in order to find some kind of a top in any market that's at new highs, you have to wait for the market to signal back to you that it's in the process of putting in some kind of a high. Starts from a shorter time frame chart, morphs onto a longer one, puts in a sign or signal of a trend change, typically does it on time. You'll find that occurrence on a 10 or a 15 or a 30 minute chart. You'll find it on an hourly chart. You'll find it on a two hour chart or a four hour chart. It'll morph onto a daily chart. Next thing you know, Irene's knocking on your door. What about inside the numbers today? We're gonna start at the end and work backwards. Stocks on the move, nothing doing. It was a quiet tape. Stuff was floating around in the pre-market. Hardly anything was really moving. We had three possibles on the board, nothing hit our numbers, no dice with stocks on the move today. It will change tomorrow, a lot of earnings announcements after the market closes on Monday, and then more on Tuesday before the opening bell, so there'll be plenty of stuff moving around Tuesday morning. Early thoughts, happy Monday, 
Last week ended with a ramp up right into the close. Follow through is what we're seeing to start the first day of the month. That's what was happening at zero dark 30. We talked about the big fat round numbers and the inverse head and shoulders pattern, yada, yada, yada. All that stuff was done. No surprises. They did the thing. As for the numbers, the SPY is trading at new all-time highs, which is known as no man's land. So with nothing to do on the north side. We're not in the hop on the bus scenario. We're not in a short the market with both hands scenario because they're at a new high. We're in the wait and see what happens and what develops throughout the day scenario. That's how you run this as a business. Regardless of what's tempting, regardless of what FOMO is, regardless of what they're saying on TV, you have to do the right thing, not the thing on the alter ego angel that's on the other shoulder. So we've got a couple of numbers. I'm going to adjust them later on after the market opens. 459 and a quarter is a number where there was a gap left open from last week. There'll be support and a bull bear battle before they get to the gap. We've got the big fat round number of 460, which should be tested sooner than later. Then we have a little bit of tidbit on stocks on the move, a light day, pre-market activity. We take the market that Mrs. Market provides, or the tape that Mrs. Market provides. We're moving along, go back up to see what happens as the day begins to get underway. They're hanging around 460. It's a big fat round number. Let's get our faculties for a moment. Right of the vertical is today's activity. I mentioned some numbers. I mentioned 459 and a quarter. I mentioned 460. The market opens up, it comes into 459 and a quarter, and it bounces up. However, it fails and it gives the impression a failure is underway. You'll see later there's a 458 on the board. They come up short once, they come up short twice, they come up short three times. My number was 458, give or take. I really wanted a spike through of 458. They didn't do it. They ended up going back to what? Twice yet, 460. Why? Because the big fat round numbers are magnetic. 936, 459 and a quarter, give or take, should be a bounce number if reached on a straight shot. That was the case after they bounced. They then failed, but they did give a scalp trade. No question about it. In the spirit of no surprises, they're doing the thing around 460, back and forth. Opportunity is scarce. It's a floater at present. There's your first glimpse of 458. So by 950, I'm saying below 458 on candle closes, and it's not bullish in the short run. It's an important spot. I was looking for 458 all day long. Traders that took the trade at the gap, they need to book profit along the way. 459.95, basically 460 is the key above on candle closes, and she can run some. Until she does, tests and retests are on the table. They weren't able to run, they weren't able to get above and close above, and tests and retests were on the table. Here we go again with 458, 10.02, the next spot where if a test is run, there should be a reaction in the other direction. They never got there. The low here was 458.20. I wanted 458. Then we go back to the magnetic 460. You know about that. What I'm going to do is scroll up, let you read the rest of the notes, pause the video, go back to the charts, and double check the work. This is your tour guide information. Some days there is a plethora of trades in the SPY. Some days there's none. Some days there are two, three, four stock on the move trades. Some days very infrequently, but some days like today, there are none. Usually we get at least one or two, but here we have a Monday 
quiet, we got nada. I just want trades at my numbers, not somebody else's. Pause the video, read the notes, back to the charts to double check the work. And here we come into the end of the day. Here was the last effort at 218. I'm saying between 458.15 and 457.79 is the spot. They never got there, and that was it. I packed it in. See you later. Bye. You never know what the market's going to hand you on any given day. So you have to come, A, prepared with the numbers, and B, with an open mind because you don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they start falling. You find a support number. Maybe they start rising. You find a resistance number. You want to short the tape. We're not talking about at new highs. We're just talking about generally speaking. By the way, let's go on a side note for a moment. We're talking Tesla, daily chart, 1209 bucks a share and still rising in the aftermarket activity. Here's the reason why I bring up the chart. The other day, I started to get emails coming in saying, hey, should we short Tesla? It was on this day here, I think, on the 26th. They put in a tail candle, pseudo-doji candle. They want to give you the impression it's a short, and here's the deal. They've done this routine before. Here was my answer to that question, and very nice. And by the way, it's a legitimate question, but here is my answer to that question. Why would you want to short the hottest stock in the market? It's at new highs, and who knows where it's going? 1,200, 1,250, 1,400. We really don't know. It's trading on momentum. FOMO's involved. Why do you want to be the guy on the don't pass line waiting for everybody else to crap out? There's better fish to fry. Who wants a Tesla pie in the face? The stock was probably 1020 bucks. I know at least one of the emails I answered, it was around that price. It's great. $200 later, if you were short, it's painful. It's like stepping in front of a steamroller, hoping you know when it's going to run out of gas. Don't become Flat Stanley. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Look at this. We've got a breakout situation on our hands. What once looked bearish from a monthly chart perspective, making a high in March, putting in a sign or signal of a trend change, all that stuff. And then here's a weekly chart. And you can see on a more narrowly focused basis, when you look at this zone in here, all they did was eat time off the clock for a long, long time. So what is that telling us? That's telling us it's got the appearance of a breakout underway. That's what's happening. That's what the market is saying. We're taking it at face value. The trend is up. They ate time off the clock. We're in a melt-up situation. The IWM is about to break out. Is it a fake-out of a breakout, or will we see the breakout? I wouldn't bet on the fake-out just yet. The IWM is my favorite market-leading indicator. Monster day to the upside. Blew right through 232 and changed 232.50. That was my number. I thought they would get there. I wasn't necessarily considering the fact that they would cut through it like a hot knife through butter. Remember back to over here? This was that fake out reversal candle. I said it at the time, wasn't buying the story. I think they wanted you to think that was a reversal candle. And then what happens? Here we are about to break out to new highs. They'll be back to 230.50, 231 neighborhood at some point in time, but we can't say they won't go higher first. What about the folks down at the transportation department? 
They're eating time off the clock, giving the 20-period moving average, or as we like to call her, home base, a chance to creep up the price as she eats time off the clock and essentially goes nowhere but sideways, back and forth in a chop shop formation. Remember the monthly chart. They made a high back in May, pulled back, and then had a monster month of October. Is this a failure in the making, or is this a breakout situation in the making? At face value, we call it what it is. It's a breakout situation in the making. Again, think about it like this. Nothing's going to go in a straight line. There will be fakeouts along the way, but this is not a market that's showing you weakness at present. If a chart shows you weakness, that is what it is. The one we're looking at here is not saying that. That's all I'm saying. We take each chart independent of every other chart, and we take it at face value. When chart after chart after chart of a specific thing, a stock or a market, an index, when they confirm each other, that's more evidence that we're going to be right. When they conflict each other, what do we do? We look to the larger picture, the weekly chart, the monthly chart, the quarterly chart, the annual chart. We look at the trend. We look at the bigger things for the dominant force that's essentially drawing the market either up or down. The Q people, Friday, big, tremendous day. Follow through today, breakout situation, nothing to see here, move it along. Same exact scenario as the SPY. At new highs, they're in no man's land. There's nothing to do in terms of hopping on board with a FOMO situation. We have to wait for the market to tell us information, feedback type information that may provide an opportunity. Right here in the queues, it's just a power forward type of situation. And even though the queues weren't necessarily strong today, you can look at the finish. It's all about how they close them, not necessarily how they trade them. You can see in the latter part of the day, the last two hours of the day, this is the hourly chart, they had the ramp higher, also known as a goose operation. They goose the market. XLF, the financials, they're at new highs, give or take 50 cents. It's a general comment from a bigger picture perspective. Above all the moving averages, technically there's nothing wrong with the big picture. But I still can't help but notice, and I can't really unsee what I'm seeing on the hourly chart. We're below some moving averages, maybe teetering on the 20-period moving average, but they did put in this big-time breakdown candle, and they did this in other markets. This is the first hour of today, but they really couldn't get anywhere, and by the end of the day, they really ended up forming one of these bearish, flaggish kind of things. So what we have to do is watch out for some weakness in the financials leading into tomorrow. And if that's the case, is the rest of the market being dragged down in the process, or is it a one-trick pony or a one-shot wonder? Food for thought, information to look at. We have to come in uniform, ready to go. The more information we're armed with, the better off we are going into the trading day. Smash mouth, we've got some new highs on our hands. Remember, wasn't that long ago we were saying, hey, they're teetering here, and if they're not going to break down, then they're going to go this way. The energy gets released up this way. They get above the moving averages. They get above a breakdown candle high. They end up going up to the old highs, and here we are like nothing ever happened on the bear side of things. What semiconductor issue? 
just to reiterate, a lot of bullish stuff going on. Remember, did the market just run up into all this stuff, the big fat round numbers, the end of October, time is more important than price. When things look really, really good, they're probably not as good as they look. When things look and feel really, really bad, they're probably not as bad as they look and feel. While things look bullish, they feel bullish, I would be on guard over the next 48 hours. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.